Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line, I'm joined by Joshua from Telenova. Atamarie, good morning, Joshua. Good morning, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and yourself? Yeah, I'm all right here in Auckland at the moment. We released our EP today, yes. and we had an exciting, fun night celebrating last night. It's good. Nice. Yes, you're, you're over the ditch to celebrate um, the release of your EP here first for two shows, one in Auckland tonight, yeah. but, you're, but you're from Aotearoa. Yeah, I grew up in Wellington. I went to Melbourne when I was 20, so I've been there for quite a good showing my age. It was 20 years ago that I moved there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's funny being spending the first 20 years of your life in New Zealand and the next 20 years of your life in Australia, but still very much a Kiwi. Ah, uh, yeah, really? You support us in every way, every facet? You're still number, like, the All Blacks is still your favourite? All the well, kind of stuff. I mean... The All Blacks obviously has to be, but more so the Black Caps is who I follow. Ah, good. I should have known, yeah. being a Wellingtonian, I should yeah, have known it was cricket. That. I should have known. Yeah. Oh, that that loss to, to um, the other day in the 2020 was heartbreaking. But hey, we're not here to talk about cricket, although I'd love to. I also am a huge cricket fan. Uh, but we're here to talk about the new EP, uh, Stained Glass Love. Um, yes. So the the band, I, I mean, I, I guess, um, you know, I've played uh, a few of Telenova's songs, but this is our first chance to talk to you. So I figure, well, we'll um, I want to know a little bit more about how this kind of came together, because it's quite an interesting tale, I guess. Your band formed in Melbourne in 2020. Great timing, by the way. Um, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> how did how did Telenova form? It was at a songwriting workshop, so... Is the Australasian Performing Rights Association, also known as APRA, mm-hmm. which you may have heard of. Maybe. They do all everyone's royalties. They sort of distribute all your income from um, when your songs get played on the radio and when you play at music festivals and things like that. And they do a thing called Song Hubs. And they do one every two or three months and they get all of their members to just um, apply. And then they, they pair you all together or sort of put you in groups to write songs for a week and so they have a different curator every time the one that we were a part of the curator was Chris Waller from Death Cab for Cutie and he picked all of the you know 50 people or 100 people or whoever it was who apply and then they whittle it down to like 20 or 30 people and then yeah you all write songs for Monday through Friday you get in a different sort of group mm. and at the end everyone just plays them and you sort of if you like them, you put them out with your band or you, you know, use them for something else. And on day four, myself and and Ed got paired together. It's not really paired if there's three of you. We got tripped. Yeah, <laughs> what do you call that? Tripleted. Tripleted together. And yeah, we wrote the first song from the first EP, Tranquilize, it's called, on that yeah. day. We got it all done in the day. Lyrics, production, everything sort of there, which found, it felt really good. It was like, shit, this is, this is definitely working. And we're just lucky that we all lived in Melbourne as well. And everyone's projects that they'd been in at the time were all kind of winding down. And, you know, Ange was um, in an electronic music duo. It wasn't quite working with the guy she was working with. And he had the other member, he had a band called Slum Social, but, but the other guy in his band was sort of not really wanting to do music anymore. And Miami Horror was at a point where I was sort of stepping back 
for a while and it was just very very kismet um coming together and it's just been really easy since we've written heaps of songs done the eps everything's been working so nice yeah it's been it's been good good fun yeah we, we have the song hubs here too um and yeah they do right yeah yeah and some amazing bands and music have come out of those too it's such a wonderful thing that april puts on um it's yeah. good it really um it kicks you up the ass like because by the end of the day you have to have a song yeah completed basically and so anyone who you meet who's like a musical person and they're like oh you know it takes me nine years to write a record because it's just i gotta wait for the motivation juices to start flowing it's like no you don't you get a song <laughs> done the whole day you're just being lazy yeah yeah it's great um not that hard so i mean and, and this is 2020 and then things you know hit the fan of course um so that was awesome though because it just meant that we had um, lots of time to write music and we yeah. haven't put anything out yet so it was like we just spent all of that sort of downtime actually just working in my home studio writing lots of songs working with our management figuring out what the game plan was going to be so sort of COVID really worked out for us it did it did um, and it's, we're, we're a COVID success story and, it, and I guess in a way it's really lucky that you did have the song hub just before it because you had that ability to have an output otherwise you would have been three musicians on your own yeah, floating around definitely. during lockdown uh, and you know for, for a lot of musicians um, especially ones that I've talked to from Melbourne um, creating and writing was a really important way of kind of getting through just through the monotony of it all yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I never really thought about what it would have been like if I didn't have the other guys to work with. I think it definitely would have bummed me out a lot more. But yeah, we it sort of it wasn't um, unmotivating or anything. I sort of quite enjoyed. I quite, I quite enjoyed COVID. <laughs> Everyone had a different experience, but for me, it was fun. I got money from the government, bought a new synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. It was all, it actually, yeah, it worked out. I wasn't in dire straits or anything. It was actually, I was, I was all right. It was good for me. Oh, good, good. Uh, the rise has been swift. Um, you know, there's been a ma- massive amount of airplay, um, some incredible shows, um, and now you've got this new EP. Is there a kind of overarching theme to the record? Uh, man, Angeline, who sings in the band, has lots of opinions on that stuff. I don't think that, because <laughs> to me, it's just <laughs> like we worked, we wrote songs, we got them done. I don't, I don't have any sort of romantic notion about music at all. And it's not to say that I don't live and breathe it and I don't love it, but it's sort of just like you write a bunch of songs, you chuck out the shit ones, you work hard on the good ones, you polish them up and you shine them up to the best of your ability and then that's that's the record. That's you know? the record, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, your music covers multiple sonics. Uh, there's kind of like boom bap, uh, jazz pr- percussion, there's trip hop in there, there's this driving power pop as well. What's kind of the idea behind you know, the output being kind of um, you know, multi multi layered and multi sonic. Um, you know, and and different sounding. Is it you don't want to rest on your laurels and go in one direction? Do you like discovering and experimenting with sound? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, to me though, it does seem like there is what I think we've realised more is you've got a what's become a problem. I think for a lot of modern artists and musicians is the, the technology almost sort of works against people. There's too many um, 
avenues to like download sounds and get new fake synthesizer plugins and you can just you can basically have access to every sound in the world these days through your computer so the, the trick is actually like finding a particular bunch of um, instruments that you use or having a palette it's like you know not, I don't love Red Hot Chili Peppers or anything but they've only got bass guitar and drums and then Tony Kiedis to sing it's like there's only a certain amount of things that you can do with that but the limitation is what defines the sound of your band and I think so with, with us it's like I play one of those McCartney Hofner basses those like violin basses yeah. and then we've got a piano in my home studio we use a lot of acoustic guitar and then we've got Angeline's voice and I bought a Juno synthesizer and then we've got another set of keyboard and so those are like the main things that we use for everything and then outside of that we sort of really gravitate towards those like you said like 90s sort of boom bap um breakbeat sort of drums like yeah. gorillas Portis head sort of inspiration and then you know outside of that you could throw a few different layers and sounds and things on top but it's, the sort of core of it is just making sure we play the instruments that we play in the band live and then yeah, with Ange singing, it's sort of that, that's like the sound of the band. And then outside of that, you can sort of push a little further into different directions. But I think you've got to anchor it with some key elements. Yeah, so you're not searching, you're, you're just creating. I like that. I mean, you, yeah, you still, you still always want to like keep pushing yourself. And um, I think with every sort of EP or record or things, you there's a different bunch of musical things that you're sort of hot for or that are sort of turning you on at that point so you do gravitate towards those which will always change yeah. but yeah I mean I, I always love playing my bass that Hofner bass with a sort of palm mute like sound to it so I think that's sort of a definitive part of the band the drum sounds are always going to be I think between Ed and I who produce the music that our ears go in that direction and we love drums that sound in that way so it's always going to I think it's always going to be rooted in that sort of sound yeah i love the drums on this ep they're great thank you they really are great um so you're playing auckland tonight and then you're playing wellington and being a wellingtonian uh how important is that show to you like how excited are you to bring this project to to your hometown yeah man it's gonna be really fun my um my brother lives in wellington and my mum and dad ended up moving to uh melbourne about three or four years ago because that they were just sick of living in Wellington after spending their entire lives living there and just being downtrodden and beaten by the weather. They were just like, <laughs> you know what? I've had, I've bloody had enough. It's time to move. But they're coming back for the show and to see my brother. Like, we were all the family's going to be there from, um, yeah, everywhere. My cousins are there. Angeline's mm. got a bunch of, she's, she was born in New Zealand as well. So she's got a bunch of family and friends and, yeah, it's gonna. I'm. I'm really looking forward to. It. I can't remember the last time I played in Wellington. I think it was after a, we did a camp low hum with a band I was in many years ago, oh, and then wow. we played a show in the city. So yeah, it's been a long time. So, and also this is my first trip back to New Zealand since COVID as well, and I couldn't get through during any of those like windows of opportunity that yeah. happened where there was no restrictions or anything. So it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if Blink will come to the show. Oh, Ian, I haven't seen him in ages, man. <laughs> do like that guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian's great. He's hard, he's hard but he's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. 
he's done so much for music, you know, and, yeah. and New Zealand, especially for like indie bands and sort of creating that scene. I definitely, oh, totally. he's an, such an important figure. We miss camp dearly. Yeah, I bet, huh? That was fun, man. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like nothing else was, that was happening in, at the time. But um, yeah, well, I'm so stoked that you've come across the ditch. Hopefully, next time you'll be able to make it a little bit further south. Um, I would, I would love to. Last time I was in Dunedin was my sister's twenty first, <laughs> which was what well, she's thirty five now. Yeah, and I remember I got kicked out of the bar because I threw a beanbag over the fence, like oh. just for just for no reason, just like classic idiot who's. Because he's in Dunedin, Dunedin just thinks he needs to act like he's a uni student and yeah. just like do something real stupid. And the security guard's like, "You're out, bro." And he's like, "Yep, fair, cool, thanks, guys. See you later." <laughs> I walk myself out. Just a beanbag. Come on now. <laughs> Yeah, um, just a big bag, but yeah, was, I do like it down there. Uh, fantastic. Well, hey, well, thank you so much for your time. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show, uh, Joshua. Um, really appreciate it. Um, have fun. No problem at all. Celebrating again tonight. Uh, the first show yeah, we will. the release uh, and then your big hometown show and then back across the ditch to your new hometown show and all the other ones uh, but in the meantime um, the, the EP's fantastic, uh, I really I really enjoy it so uh, thanks for the time appreciate and it, thank you to playing it out. Um, I think we'll just play Scarlet go on then, do it alright, have a good one Josh, thank you will do, thank you very much Right, here we go. Here's Scarlett from Telenova off the brand new EP Stained Glass Love, which you can find on Bandcamp. There's limited edition 12-inch vinyls. Go and buy those. You're on the one. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.